Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
is 8.03 on this fine Tuesday, and you know why we are here. It is time for Scoop Radio. I hope you are all doing well. I want to say hello to everyone joining me on my live, um, to everyone who is joining Wynn on his, and those who are waiting for Kale, she is on the way. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Go ahead, get your drink. Close the door, tell the kids, go on, get on out of here, get ready to lay it down because it is time for the soup. Um, for those of you who are new, um, you can also listen via telephone. <laughs> you can also listen via telephone, um, and you can also join in. We like to hear from you. So you can call 929-477-2304 and press the number 1 to let us know that you would like to share your comment live. And then listen for the last four digits of your phone number to let you know it is your turn. Um, <clears throat> as you all know, I cannot do this by myself. I am always joined by my lovely co-host and partner, <laughs> uh, Kill Wynn. How you doing? Uh, actually, no, I did that wrong. I'm going to first go to Kel's because I know Wynn has been traveling and seeing some folks this weekend, so I'm going to come to him last. Kels, how you doing, sis? I am good. Just now getting on my live, probably looking crazy, but it's too What's up, Kel's live? <laughs> We're going to blame it on uh, hangover from the homecoming this weekend. Even even the computer needs a break. It needs to be updated. I know that's right. <laughs> Where are you doing? Did you ever get that nap in, bro? I know you've been jet setting today. When? See, I did the whole <laughs> wait for it and everything, and then excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> okay. When was all you? No. No. Look, no nap, and I literally just got in a couple of hours ago. So yeah, no nap. Mm-hmm. Well, those of you who don't know. Ed and Kels are both alums of the Lou. That's why I'm kind of jonesing them this evening because they kicked it hard. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the turn up was real. The turn up was real. I always live vicariously through you guys on this weekend. It's always a good time hearing the stories and watching the pics. Always a good time. All right, so uh, without further ado, like we, you know, Kels likes to keep us on time. So now that she's logged in and ready, I know she's got that timer going. So I'm going to shut my mouth and I'm going to get on with the news. Yeah, she, yep. she keeps us in line. She keeps us in line. We don't want any problems, ma'am. We don't want any problems. No. Okay. Uh, all right, so in the news, first up, let's start with, NBA, NBA news. So uh, this past weekend there was a, a basketball game against the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets uh, in which there was a little altercation. I guess you saw the altercation. Um, it was between Chris Paul, uh, James Harden of the Houston Rockets, and um, Rajon Rondo, Brandon Ingram uh, of the – Los Angeles Lakers. Um, yesterday, the NBA suspended both of them, um, or all three of them, excuse me. They suspended them. So the NBA suspended Los Angeles Lakers forward Brandon Ingram for four games and Rajon Rondo mm-hmm. for three games. And Chris Paul got a two-game suspension, all without pay for their roles in the fourth-quarter fight on Saturday night's loss, the Saturday night game uh, in Los Angeles. 
Um, Ingram has been suspended for aggressively returning to and escalating the altercation and throwing a punch in the direction of Paul, confronting a game official in a hostile manner, and instigating the overall incident by shoving Rockets guard James Harden, the league says. Rondo was suspended for instigating a physical altercation with and spitting and throwing multiple punches at Paul. Paul has been suspended for poking at and making contact with the face of Rondo and throwing multiple punches. So, if you saw the fight, it was very <laughs> interesting. Um, I'm going to say this about the fight, and I'm going to let y'all talk about, the, talk about it. I thought the fight was, I just want to say that I thought Brandon, Brandon Ingram was looking for, the, was look, he was going trying to go head hunting. But I want to mm-hmm. give props to Chris Paul for the haymaker that he threw, the jab that he <laughs> threw to the nose of Ray John Rondo. Um, he did well. He did well. But I specifically want to want to point out the fact that Carmelo Anthony stood there and watched this, and James Harden was almost at the other end of the court, acting like nothing was going on. Oh, it looked kind of interesting. So, yeah. Anyway, what do you, what do you I'm go, go to you all and let go to you two ladies and see what your thoughts were about the fight and about um, the suspension. So, uh, Q, what do you think? So, yes, I have seen the fight. I was not watching this particular game, but I have seen Mm -hmm. the good stuff. And um, it it did seem like, and I'm going to mess up names. I'm not even going to attempt to do the whole name thing. So, (laughs) whoever (laughs) initiated it, sorry, with Harden, (laughs) with the locks, (laughs) that guy um, was ready to go with anybody, the ref, whatever. Um, so yeah. whoever he came in contact with was gonna get it. He was he was here for it. Yes. Uh, yes. I think the whole confrontation between Rondo and Paul was inevitable. We all know what spitting means. Um, and you can't mush a man's face. You can't do the whole you know finger thing and get away with that either. So it's just a, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a thing. You know that's one of those. I, I can to a certain extent I can separate work from your personal use. But when these men are so physical, when players, period, regardless of the sport, when it is a, um aggressive sport like basketball where it gets intense like that, you know, you can't really be mad when those types of things come to fruition. So the whole should they or should they have, considering what happened, I mean, it is what it is. And it was handled accordingly, in my opinion. Yeah. And I did notice what you said as far as everybody got ghosts all of a sudden. It was like, it was like, mm, I ain't in that. You know, <laughs> that, that was James Harden was, like, nope. was like, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. secured that bag. <laughs> they, did. they wanted to be suspension and fine free <laughs> out of that situation. Right. Yeah. what you think? And I didn't. I didn't see the game, so I wanted to. I want to see the whole thing. I was like, I got to see the game from the beginning to see who was, who was picking out who. Why was the emotions so high? <laughs> yeah. But I have to admit, I, I like a good fight every now and again. Make sure your blood still flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not bad at it. <laughs> I just, you know, I didn't, well, they. I think their punishment was fitting to what. The rules. One, I believe it. 
It was, you know, and I would say this, I think, so another part of it that's interesting that broke today was Rondo said he never spit on Chris Paul. And so his thing was like, look, I never spit on him. That that wasn't me. And so, but when you look at the, um, um, when you look at the video, it does look like he spit, but he's like, no, that was not me. So I think that creates a whole nother different dynamic to you, to it. Because, again, they were chipping the whole thing. You can see, I mean, they, they you can see you can if you if you see it you'll see like there was one angle that they show that you do see what appears you don't see him like make a spitting face and spit on you don't mm-hmm. see that but you do see mm-hmm. an angle where you can see what appears to be spit going from Rondo on to Chris Paul. Mm. So do you think with that, because I'm going to be honest, it, it took me watching it quite a few times for me to get to the point where I was like, mm, okay, well, maybe you got maybe that's what is happening. So, you know, um, do you think that that was something that he did in, on an accident? Do you think it could have been a flat out, yeah, I'm just watching. Sorry, that's why I'm breaking up because I've tried to play it. <laughs> I wanted to view it before I, it was it was my turn, but, yeah. I still don't see where it was like a blatant I'm spinning on you, but I think in the heat of the right. moment, when he's taking right. the mouthpiece out and doing all that, you know, it, it comes, it, that could have been confused, is what I'm thinking happened. Yep. But I will say that it was hard for me to initially see the whole spitting part of it. It took me a while to even get that it was spitting. I thought the finger mush was what caused the ruckus yeah. initially. You know, and yeah. that was the comment is when I found out about the whole spitting, and I was like, oh, well, if he spit on me, that's what happened. Yeah, but if you have a mouth guard in your mouth, you really can't spit at somebody, though. But I think he had it in his hand or something. Yeah, he took it out. It was out of his mouth. That he should all guard. Yeah, because you know spitting is, that's like, ooh, that's like Oh, yeah. If he spit on him, don't get me wrong. If he spit on him, if he spit on him, I'm... I'm of the the school that that uh, Chris Paul should have just he should have got more than one lick in. Chris Paul should have taken yeah, out. That's like the you lowest form of disrespect. I'm getting my I'm getting listen I'm getting ten game a ten game suspension. It's gonna be look like Ali. I'm just I'm I'm I, don't spit on me. Don't don't spit on me. Mm-mm. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, homie. Yeah, I'm yeah. Let's hope he did. Yeah. Let's hope he did. Yeah. So we, yeah. So yeah. All right. Let me move right along so we so we can stay on time. Um, this Black Enterprise reports that Founders Gym launches a cohort exclusively for Black founders. So Founders Gym is an online training center for underrepresented founders who want to build successful tech startups. They're launching in their fifth and sixth cohort, and one of them is exclusively for Black founders. They're saying that we are starting with black founders for two reasons. Uh, number one, the need is there. Um, less than 2% of VC-backed founders are black. And the demand is high. 62% of Founders Gym graduates to date identify as black. Uh, Mandela Dixon, founder and CEO of Founders Gym, told Black Enterprise. Um, it says in its first 10 months, Founders Gym has trained 170 underrepresented, found, unrepresented excuse me, founders uh, across nine countries. They have gone on to raise over $20 million and counting um, of startup capital. These countries include the United States, Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, Colombia, Nigeria, Egypt, England, and Denmark. Some of the s- successful stories um, 
include helping founder Amy Nelson become one of the first female founders in Seattle to raise north of $4 million, as well as Severitri, sorry if I said their name, Wilson, if I said that wrong, um, who became the first black female founder in, the New Orleans, in New Orleans to raise over $1 million, totaling approximately $2 million. So the reason I brought this up is because I know we've been talking a lot about entrepreneurship. We're talking about um, the need to raise capital in order for us to, for um, black founders or black entrepreneurs to be able to um, to grow their businesses. And so I thought this is a pretty mm-hmm. good thing because we don't often hear about things like this where we're collect, where we're um, collaborating with organizations that can help you get put in front of um, people who have that type of money to invest into a business. So, uh, and VCs, for those who don't know, is venture capital. So, um, yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Kez, what's your thoughts on this one? Um, again, I'm always, you know, a lover of anybody trying to help the next man out. And I thought it was interesting. I even went through the application just to see, you know, we we hear a lot of these articles and stuff, but is this really something that's tangible for the everyday person? And it is. It's a regular application. Um, you fill out and, and send in. So you can, like, make a video or tell your story. So that's probably how you get picked is you can tell your story of your startup and everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. So it's, it's actually a, a training and then linking you up with an investor. So, I mean, you can't beat that. Where is the one for clothing? Like, I'm right. <laughs> I got to get in front of right. training class. This college. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Um, I th- actually, I think this is extremely cool, um, especially with the push that we are seeing in the STEM careers overall. I think it's really nice to have a safe place for African American techies. Um, that that environment. Being, I work in IT. For those of you who don't know, my uh, full time job is within the IT space, and this is a very unique space in itself, but for African Americans coming up in the way that we, um, the way our creative juices flow in addition to the tech world, it makes for a very uh, interesting environment. So for us to have a safe place that is being nurtured and financially fed, I think is amazing. My my youngest daughter is extremely interested in STEM. She likes, she likes to code and do all of that stuff already. So um, knowing that these types of things are taking root now while she's nine makes me very, very proud. It makes me happy to know that there's going to be a space for her, you know, even more space for her by the time it's time for her to move into those rooms. Very, very dope. Keep it up. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Last story. Last story. So last week <laughs> there was the story dropped about um, uh, 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 Priscilla Sh- Shire, I always say her name, like Shire, I always say her last name. Um, she, It was a clip of a sermon that she preached six, seven years ago, two, three years ago, excuse me. Um, and in yeah. there she made a controversial, that was what people deemed was controversial, basically saying that she's not a black woman, she's not a black woman, her, um, she's a Christian woman, she's not, she's, I'm not a black woman, I'm a Christian woman who happens to be black. Well, this went viral. 
um, this part of the video that she said this went viral, um, and now she is apologizing. Um, so the article reads, Shira wrote on her Facebook page that within the framework of the entire message I was giving uh, at the time, my only intention was to make the point that no aspect of life uh, should ever define the believer more than our relationship with Christ. I should have been more clear when I shared uh, shared those unplanned sentiments a couple of years ago. She continues uh, that the Lord knows that I'm unbelievably proud to be a black woman. I always have, and I always have been, and always will be. My identification with the African American community, the struggles and the triumphs, is something that I value greatly. Those that know me well or have followed my ministry over the past two decades know that I would never intentionally do or say anything to distance myself from my heritage. So, yeah. So she issues an apology. Uh, she goes on to say, she, you know, her heart is hurt because she's offended people and whatnot, whatnot. So, uh, Kels, what do you think about this? Um, uh, my first thought was like, you can't say nothing with people have it online. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to mm-hmm. really watch what you put out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was offensive, and you know, kind of taking it back, like, uh, yeah, like, okay, for real, you you're not a black woman. If you a black woman, like, that's the first thing you identify with. So, yeah, I could see how it's offensive, but I guess I wasn't really ready to burn her at the stake either. But after yeah. she explained it, but who is this a better choice of words? Yeah. Maybe she's trying to cross over, so she want to make sure she's not there. <laughs> she's already crossed over. She's a Christian she's, woman. She's, she's crossed over. <laughs> she, she, she's I, preaching at all the good conferences, the good conferences yeah. with. So she crossed over. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to have an unpopular opinion on this one. I saw this last week when we were all mad that she said it, and everyone was like, what, what? And I read through it, and I read the quotes that everyone was in arms about, and I honestly did not see. I saw it, but then thought to myself, come on now. <laughs> As far, Like, I saw it two ways. I saw it from a look at where we are right now, the climate, what we're doing. And even two years ago, the fact that it was in the past doesn't really matter because this was still happening two years ago. It was just as hot then as it is now. So, you know, from a this is your platform, you know the type of social media environment that we're in, and this is not the last time someone's going to see it. And, no, they're not going to watch it in its entirety to get Mm -hmm. what you're going, you know, what you're saying. So you have to be mindful of that. So for that, I agree with what Kel said. Um, You know, a better Mm -hmm. choice of words would have been very, very uh, helpful for her. Um, Mm -hmm. But on on the flip side, I really think if we look at what she's saying, you have to do – I I did not take this literally. I did not take her Mm -hmm. literally saying, you know what I mean, like Uh I am – I'm not a black woman. I'm only a Christian woman. That's not only how, like, I did not see it on this high horse place from the the tone that we read it in or that it's been presented. I didn't get it that way. Um, But, you know, and this made me think when I read through this apology, this made me think back on the conversation we were having, I think it was yesterday, you guys, uh, Kels and Wynn, about Mm -hmm. how I go 
saying so many words to try and over-explain certain things. This is one of those <laughs> times where it's easily taken out of proportion when you're trying to set a specific point. Um, so this 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 is one of those things. You have to be very, very careful. When you decide to put yourself on a platform, you are on eggshells on that bad boy, like straight up. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. So I thought I, I, I when I heard it again, I've heard it two years ago. So when I, when she said it two years ago, I knew exactly what she was trying to say. I I wasn't mm-hmm. offended about it by it because again, I understand what she meant. I understand it, and to be honest, I agree with her. I agree with you that if you are that when you dis, when you become a Christian, that is that's who you are. That's your identity, part of your identity, and that's what she was talking about. So I wasn't offended by it. I do think um, that I think that it was a poor choice of words to explain what she was trying to say, but I don't think it was offensive. I don't think it was offensive. I don't think, again, she wasn't saying anything bad about any color, any race, any gender, any of that. She was simply saying, I'm a Christian. So, again, I, I get it. I get why people were offended, but I was like, oh, okay. We. It, it seemed to me like it was whoever started, you know, found this clip or made this clip or whatever, took it to try to say something, to find something. Because I'm like, this really, to me, ain't nothing there. Like, this this is, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what we upset about. But I get why. You yeah. Know, on the, you know, when I listen, like, okay, I guess I can see why I blew it. What'd you say, Kel? I said this. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not like we've heard anything about her being discriminatory. Or I, it was out of place. But I can see how mm-hmm. it's taken out of context why it would be offensive. But yeah, that's why I said. I, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't fire worthy in my opinion. No, <laughs> she. She. Somebody posted on there talking about some. Sound like Kanye. What? I'm like, how? Like that's. This is like, oh, yeah, I'm like, what? That has nothing to do. What is, how do we get to that? I'm like, that's no. And then I was telling, I was telling, I was also telling, I was also I was telling my boy about, we were, we were talking about this earlier today, was that, or actually about an hour ago, was that I think that part of the issue is a lot of times is when you're trying to, and this is probably, I'm going over time, but anyway, the quick version is: I think you have to be careful with that. You're not um, that we're not that we realize that when we're talking about certain, like talking about Bible in context, that you have to look at it in the context in which it was written. So that completely again makes it look real different, and I won't go elaborate into that because I know you got to go. But yeah. So somebody Dre just Dre said she just ostracized her black church base. Uh I don't think so. I think she'll be all right. I think her base I think I, think, I, think, I think her I don't think I think she's fine. And I say that because if you know her church, the church that they're at, it's I know it's a predominantly black church, but I mean it's a mixed church. Her audience is a mixed audience. So she's not the conferences that she's at are mixed conferences and I don't think that the people who have seen her because of the things that they do in the community in Oak Cliff would think that they're necessarily talking down or bad about black people. So she's Tony Evans' daughter, for those who don't know. 
So they do a lot. They do a whole lot in their community. So I think she's fine. She's better. She got two better words next time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we we out of time. We out of time, Kels. We out of time. All right. Our news tonight was brought to you by the Level Up Conference. Level Up Conference is August 9th through 11th. Uh, so join us as we give you all the best speakers um, that will teach you the best speakers, the best um, training, the best conference experience that you will have um, in mm-hmm. your life. And I'm putting it out there like that. Uh, it's going to be at the Level Up Conference. <laughs> You need to register today yeah. at levelupchicago.com. We recently, as of last week, uh, now have given people the option to pay in installments. So you would just need to go to the website, click the registration button, and pay your initial deposit to reserve your seats because there are only 300 seats available. So, again, we're talking about yeah. faith. We're talking about leveling up in your faith your family, and in your finances. So um, definitely go to the website today and get and say, get your seat. So tonight's first song is Goody, oldie but goody. Uh, it is by our friend Queen, and it is called From Nothing to Something. I got to find it. Hold on, where is it? <laughs> there it is. All right. So nothing to something. It is by Queen. We'll be right back after this, and we're going to get into the hot topic. So you don't want to go anywhere after this. Business. 
get back to my pivot. Yeah. I'm sipping this lean and rolling expensive. When the top drops, she's showing us. Oh. Remember the days my pockets were empty. Smoking is good. I feel like a hippie. Turn to the max. Addicted to bitches. I'm going out laying the man in my city. Uh. All I wanna do is Now, is, should he stay or not? I don't, 
I can't, as a mother who's had a bond with a child and for one who has watched my husband have bonds with our children, I cannot say that that man should be obligated to do that, especially to the point of not going and starting his own family to create that bond with his own child. Um, so, no, I, I'm not going to obligate a man to do that, but I can say I don't know a man that would not still stay in that child's life to some extent. Let's go to the post, see what the people, let's see what the word on the street is. What the people yeah, what the people talking about. <laughs> uh, let's see. First comment on the post is, not if he don't want to. Um, we have the first lady who says, this is Miss Charlotte says, if he has a connection slash bond with the child, it would be good. Don't hurt the kids because mom is a slut. No. <laughs> Mr. Dowdy says it's his his decision. Uh, let's see. Um, oh my gosh! And then we have a certain Mr. Johnson in the group that says, "Well, if actual if actual fathers feel they have the option to leave, dot dot dot, why shouldn't he?" <laughs> you know, he has he has to bring a sarcasm. Uh, looks like this is. We have half he should make that decision, and the other half is saying, heck no. H-E double hockey stick, no. Let's see, I have a comment from the live that says, uh, Tay says, to me it depends on the relationship with the child. But, yeah, he doesn't need to have a relationship with the mother. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what's, what's your thought? What's your thought? I, I, yeah, I think I don't think. Of course, no, no. He does not have to do it. Um, he's not obligated to do it. However, I think most good dudes will do it just because, you know. Again, especially if it's been a long time, you know, you you, you, you know, any type of time where you've developed a relationship is you're going to do it. Now, I think I think what might change would be like financially. I think you know, mm-hmm. those obligations. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that would change. Like, wait a minute, hold on. I, like, I might not be paying for daycare anymore or for baseball <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> yep. So. You wouldn't still pay for daycare? Is that your son? Are you okay? I'm just saying. No. <laughs> if, it's, if you pay, no. Daycare. I mean, if I, got it, if, if I got, listen, if I got it like that. I mean, but I'm just saying that's not it changes the obligation. Like now it's more so of a relationship of um, you know, of, I wanna be there for the child, but again I'm like so I gotta build my own family. Like if I have to build my own family now then no, I can't I need my resources. <clears throat> Now I want uh, I have a um a lot of comment and then I have a question to what you said as far as building family. Um, so Will says, <clears throat> brother Will says my sister was involved with a guy who found out he had two children from a previous marriage that were not his. Long story short, the relationship between him and my sister didn't work out. So I had a follow up for him asking if this didn't work out because of this because I'm wondering if he started the relationship saying these babies are away. Oh, um, she, he says, and I should add her former boyfriend, the man that she was in a relationship with, is still involved with those two children. Okay. I wonder if he started that 
relationship with her and told her these are my kids, and then later on she found out that they weren't, and that maybe brought on trust issues. But, again, I don't know. That was Will's comment for that. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Will. Well, I wanted to know, I think I, I started the comment, I started to this point when I responded uh, initially, but do you think as a man, how how would you communicate to that child your relationship with them um, as you went on to start your own family? Because like you said, you're not obligated to the mother. There's not a um, obligatory romantic relationship there, but this child still knows you as dad. How do you explain or how would you think a man would go about explaining that? How would that convo be between the man and their child that decided to stay? Ew. Oh, you see my face. I'm like, oh. Wait, what was that question again? So if you decide to stay, say the brother decides to stay, <laughs> and he, how does, as this child grows up and dad decides he wants to start his own family, he's not mom's man anymore, how do you explain that to the child that I'm going to go now, so what if your new boo gets pregnant? How do you introduce that relationship, that situation to the child that you've been dad to? I mean, I think, I mean, of course, I think it's depending on age, you know, depending on the age of the, the child to determine that. But I think you just have to, you know, I think, so I think the first thing is it depends on how you explain that you're not the person, that his child, his father. So if that, mm-hmm. if that has to be explained, then your question makes it come, you know, my approach to that question would probably be a little bit different because then he, he that child already knows that I'm not their father, but I'm still in their life, or I'm, you know, or how I'm in their life is, is adjusted. But then I would turn, you know, and still let them know, because obviously there needs to be a level of security because these are children. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And I have to be, be honest. If yeah. he's a small child, I think if if he's a small child, I don't think I would even – if they're both small children, even tell them in that manner. I would probably wait until they're older. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to uh, Debo the combo. I just wanted to ask because, <laughs> no, you know, it's a good question. when we hear these things, it's so quick for us to say, well, a real man or, you know, and I know Will said it, but he didn't say it in a, uh, in a like a, like how we usually hear real man or good guy or bad guy, but, you know, like a good would say, but it, it's easy to say that because we see this beautiful, happy child now that's got a dad, but we forget that kids ask hella questions of adults yeah. as they get older and as new people show up, mm-hmm. and that dude would then have to ask, answer those hard questions um, yeah. <laughs> after this has been daddy and now this kid isn't mom, and now there's a new baby? Like, that kids would want to know what this is at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm, look, I'm about to say, I'm, nah, I'm say, I was about to say, shoot, mama better get the answers on questions. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, go talk to your mom. You better go talk to your mama. <laughs> and I would, but I still, I would, I would find a way to tell them that, to tell them in a, a um, no, I just don't think I would tell them if they were young children. Mm-hmm. I would just sidestep and tell them when they were old and, 
maybe tell them as they got older. Because if you think about it, if you, if a man is claiming a child, because you even have people like, if it was just a woman who claimed just another child, you know, raise another child, somebody else's child, and then have a child of their own or something like that, it's still a tough question, but there's all kinds of people who don't find out until they get older. Um, you know, that's not their blood brother or whatever. I just don't, I don't know if I would tell them as a child. I wouldn't if there was not a new relationship. Or what if they didn't ask questions? If they didn't ask, okay, cool. Because they might assume mm-hmm. that mom and dad just didn't work out and we're in a co-parenting situation. Right. But um, that also depends on the family dynamic. But I, I think that that conversation right. might come up more um, when dad decides to move on. Because then we have to deal with yeah. how mom reacts to that. Is she salty now? Well, you still going to do for Jonia? Because you got the new chick, like, then what is he hearing on the background that could possibly create yeah. those questions? And that then, again, breeds the family dynamic. But this in itself is a very unique family dynamic, even before you add more family to it. You know what I'm saying? Because they are a family. Mm-hmm. If he chooses to stay, they are now a family. So there is a, um, there's a, there, there's, there's some potential for some tough questions that I think that kid, if he were to ask them, I think because adults um, often, y'all know how I am about the baby. <laughs> we will mm-hmm. sidestep kids because we're uncomfy, but in a way we create these environments for them, so it's our responsibility to help them navigate that the best way. Um, and sometimes those questions bother children when we don't give them age-appropriate but still Valid answers. Kids have real high BS meters. I've learned that through my own. <laughs> I'm not <Yeah. laughs> naive and playing. They pulled the girl's card a couple times. So <laughs> real. True. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not, but it, if it's not your um, child and you and a person would take on that responsibility, I would think that. At that point, there, you know, what I mean, there is no separation unless there's just absolutely like to be. I would just, I wouldn't even bring it up, like unless they, they would really have to ask me because if they didn't bring it up, it'd have to be a situation where like you have to get some blood or something. Now we're like, oh my god, <laughs> that's not really your son, yep. that's not really your dad, you know. I would, I just mm-hmm. have to wait and, and play it out in the lifetime thing. I just, I would try to, I would try not to, I would try to keep. If I could try to keep them from knowing that that's not that's not blood, if it's not, you know what I mean? If it's really not, I do, I do feel you. Yeah, that's it. I was going with you. Yeah, if they got to give up a kidney, that's the only way I'm gonna tell. Yeah, killing the city for blood and organs, y'all. Blood and organs is the only way. I wouldn't want them to think there was any difference based on, you know, the way you were, the way you came into the family, the way you were born. And it shouldn't you, be any and then, Look, and y'all say we hold secrets. My goodness. I, I, I don't think I, they. It have to be them asking me. Like it would have to be them asking me, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't offer them not to little kids, especially if they're close in age or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I just, I just, you know, because even if they're not together, you don't have to say, well, you ain't even my real son. You know what I mean? Like, you, mm-hmm. it's like you would do your blood child. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just me. It may be old fashioned, but I would try to, I would try to make sure they will grow up thinking they are, that there's no difference in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm your parent. I mean, I, would, I, mean I wouldn't necessarily want them to think that it would be any different, but I definitely wouldn't, again, depending on the age, wouldn't want, because there's going to be some changes. Like, if, if he's changing, if if he, you know, if, he, if I'm going to change, if, if I'm going to change the fact that, again, that I'm not going to, since I'm going to go get my own family, that means my time commitment is going to change. That means that my availability is going to change. That means financially, it's like it's a lot. It's going to be some changes, and so at some point, in order to not, you know, I, my concern would be: would there be a level of resentment? Like, wait a second, now you're not here, I, you know, and you know, and this is social media, and I see you over with, you know, you you got time to take care of this this over here, but you don't have any time for me anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd want to resolve some of that. Yeah, let, let's yeah. Like I, if they'd really have to come to me and ask me, but if it was a way that they wouldn't, I would I would want to wait until they were older. But I don't know. I try to keep my kids in a little box for as long as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I definitely understand that. Definitely. <laughs> you ain't got to tell y'all. You know me, but. I can I can understand if there's two other you know if there's a whole new family involved or two is it two different living situations that kind of thing yeah I can see it I'm just being honest with saying I would try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of people do that's how you <laughs> know. Yeah. That's how you got fifty million cousins and and thirty five hundred aunties. And right. like, wait, but how? And then you get old and be like, how are we related? Oh, we ain't related. We just called you, called our auntie. Right. <laughs> you be like, how is um? If that's my cousin, and that's my cousin. How they married? Right. That'd be awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you, Kel? Did you? I didn't get a chance to really read through the post post um mm-hmm. in the scoop. That prompted this being hot topic tonight, but what did we touch on? If the man decided to still stay with the woman, like in a relationship, or was it pretty just a done deal for that? Like it's only me and the baby, and me and you were done. Yeah, um, like that. Or did any man decide think, to stay even still? I don't think any. Um, it, I don't think anyone even thought of, thought about the man still being with the woman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't even touched. <laughs> okay. That wasn't even touched. They I said he, 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 he. But somebody, now somebody did bring up another thing. I know we're talking about the financial obligation being gone, but somebody brought up the fact that if he, if you do take on that responsibility, that the child support laws can still, you know, get you. That's what someone said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm not exactly. Is that true? That's true. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. You can still be forced to pay child support. Yeah. If you say that's true, go ahead and say it's your child. That might, 
Yeah, that's a different story. Yeah, that's a lot of people didn't end up so mad later on finding out 59,000 years later that the kid is there, and the judge is like, well, he's been yours. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yep. that is another point that I completely forgot about. You're right. If you claim that baby, that baby's pretty much yours, which is why yep. I'm also a advocate for, especially if you are not um, – you know, married long term, this, that, or the other. This is just your boo. Nobody should be offended by getting swabbed. Like, nobody at this, in this day and age. In this climate, it protects everybody. Save everybody the time and the drama and the struggle. And I don't think women should be all extra offended by it. If you, if the baby's yours, the baby is yours. Like, straight up. And I've had to think about this for a long time because I'm big on trust and um, how you say things and implying things and assumptions, but we, I have heard some stories, y'all, about <laughs> situations <laughs> that chicks been doing chat. Like, I would not be mad at you best can believe I'm telling Adrian, swab that baby. Swab that baby. And I tell that mama, swab that baby. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> you, can it, you can hear about it. But I'm swabbing this your child, straight up. The question mm. on my life. We had was Earl talking about we sound crazy. Earl, I'm gonna need you to read the top topic before you say what somebody sound like. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there were questions like, "Did she cheat?" And I said, "I don't know." I mean, the only question was if he finds out the father is not the child is not his or he's not the father of the child. And mom, when I read that, I pictured a couple that's not together. Mm. But I didn't. I didn't even picture a couple that was together. And did she cheat? And I, I, I don't know. It didn't give us all of that. I only focused on the child and the, the father part. But different, yeah, it's different scenarios. Like in a situation where she did cheat, then he may just want to cut ties. Period. Whether you know a bond was there or not, but we don't know that. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Yeah, we'll I, just think, yeah, I think, Go ahead. <laughs> he talked about cheating. No, I think you either, I just thought either way. I, I thought about that, like what if he stayed or what if he didn't. And I thought either way, something is still, if they're together, it's still going to be different. And there still is, yeah. is going to be some type of, you know, conversation. And he's still going yeah. to probably want his own job. Possibly, possibly. Was, you think a man would say? I know. I, I just don't believe a man would say. Mm-hmm. I don't believe a man it's, would it's say. It's really, really hard. Yeah. Let me put like this. I, I'm put like this. I'm not saying that that would be the norm, but I'm saying that there are men who would. I don't think. I think the norm would be he would leave. I'm thinking if they are already separated, he wouldn't be leaving. Like he, I'm thinking of two people that aren't together, and maybe he paying child support or trying to fight child support, and they find find out. So I wasn't even thinking like two people breaking up over anything like that. I'm thinking that. But yeah, I guess it's just perception. Yeah. Like they found out later, but I guess you would still be. Yeah. I guess the feelings would still be hurt whether it was later or, <laughs> or you know earlier. I mean, you find out. If it happened earlier, the feelings and the emotions would still be the same. Yeah. When I think about it, on the surface, I initially thought, no, nah, he ain't staying. But, again, I think timing plays something. Um, 
I don't think it would be easy if he decided to stay, say it's three, four years down the line. They, for whatever reason, say it's blood and organs related. And then they find out that the baby is in here. Um, I think he would have hella questions and would want to know the why of it all. How did this happen, this, that, and the third? And yeah. if, you know, depending on the man and where he is um, emotionally and as far as forgiveness and all that is concerned and accepting where they may or may not have been, um, he, he may say. I can see that. I, I, after thinking a little longer and critical about it, I can see that happening. Um, sure. Will said, <laughs> I have one more comment from Will. He says, and don't forget, whatever man that the woman will date usually doesn't take her serious because she has accepted a man who is not the blood father to play the daddy role, not in all cases, but a hell of a lot. I'm going to say that I gave him the wow face to that um, because I did not expect that response from a man. I would think that a man would be somewhat impressed that there was a positive co-parenting relationship happening, and although that it didn't work, she, there's still a man there in that child's life. I would hope that would be ideal. But I know that for a lot of men, um, knowing that there is any man around would give him pause, um, especially one that is not a blood relation to the child. So I have mixed feelings about that, but I can see the, the realness in it. <laughs> I can see the truth. <laughs> Earl, Earl is over on my live going going in on this woman. Like, Earl, it just happened to you yesterday. <laughs> he said, "Cheating, I am cheating without protection. She's gone. I done cleaned it up. I done made it PG for y'all for the people." <laughs> so that's why I said I would think I would think most men will respond like that to the woman. I just I just never even thought about a, a man wanting to say as he is he is a saint. He he's the dude off of uh, manifest if he can do all that because that man is more patient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to love like that. Ooh, the love <laughs> that. That's sad like that. Oh my god, it's like. Like it hurt. Like you hear about somebody getting hurt. That's what that sounds like. Like a real live pain story. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Y'all have anything to add? We gonna start wrapping this up. No, I just think this is a tough one. I think this is a tough one, but no. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the consensus is, is that, you know, most people would say, would think the man would stay in the child's life, but the woman is gone. So I can understand both sides. And mm-hmm. it is time for the more music. That was your hot topic. Um, mm-hmm. So we have Ready Rock by Jet Black and T Dog. Or is it Jet Ready? Black T Dog?
with the business. What's happening? Can I get some dick? Put you on that extra split. Beat it up like comfortable bitch. You said too soon, but let's prorate. I promise I'll eat the whole plate. And you so lost like a cocaine. You start on top, then we rotate. I just want to see you work the middle. Treat it like a dance girl, twerk a little. Feel good, but it might hurt a little. Just lay your head down, my lap is your pillow. Your laugh is my pillow. I eat the cookie, you polish the swizzle. Roll like a truck, I thought you bought the pistol. Stand all up in it and bust like a pistol. Bet you I can make you lose control. Ride this thing on cruise control. Start in the bed, then we end up on the floor. Digging so deep inside of your soul. Just slide down this pole. Then we slide through the grove. Baby, I swear you great, eh? I'll put you on my honor roll. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, so that was, if you enjoyed that, that was Ready Rock by Jet Black and T-Dog. I kind of did that. Nice little remix for the one time. Um, but it is now that time for tonight's main topic, which is, did your childhood friendships grow up or grow apart? How has your friendship changed? How has friendship changed for you um, now that we have moved on into adulthood? Um, as usual, this segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is always our priority. All right. So, oh, a specialty. Ha. <laughs> Um, but anyway, you can use the products at Elegance by Design with the Z.com. That is Elegance by Design.com. All right. So I am excited for this particular topic tonight because if you follow me in any capacity, um, if you know me personally, you know that my friends are like, I love my friends. Uh, my friends are very, very important to me. And if I call you friends, I got mad love for you. So when we were talking about the transitions of friendships, um, we've had big conversations about this for weeks now, off and on. So this is just like a, a very natural topic for us um, as hosts of this show. So uh, we've been asking questions today, and you guys have been giving your feedback. So I want to share some of those comments today with you guys, um, and then we are going to get on in this conversation. Will even commented that he couldn't believe that it is already at nine o'clock. So. I'm going to do my best to allow us to get some good, good combo in um, on tonight. But before I hit my live comments, I'm going to go to Kels. I'm going to do use this part. First, Kels. <laughs> uh, tell me, um, I know that your friendships are also extremely important to you. You've had some lifelong friendships. You've got some um, sorority sisterhoods that you um, nourish and, and hold very dear. And you've got just your regular girl, girl, sister, girl. So how have your friendships uh, transitioned and changed throughout your life? This? <laughs> Y'all doing now the who's, now, who's, now who's on mute? Right. Y'all doing me in this evening. <laughs> I was really talking. Too. I was really talking. But, um, yeah, I I feel like I've been through all types of friendships. I've been through the Fairweather friends. I've got the ride or die and the associates. I had the frenemies. I, I mean, I've had them all. And yeah. it took me a long time. I think I was well. Was I in my th- Yeah, I was well into my 30s before I said, okay, I had to start thinking about, you know, the type of company I have around me, and not even in a, not really not in a, just a super negative way all the time, but just for things I knew I needed to get done, I knew I needed to have my circle moving at the same speed or in the same direction that I was moving. I think that's the most political way to say it. Um, the only thing that I've I don't know, one thing that I've never really understood, I guess with some friendships when they stop, it's like, I don't, a lot of times, on several occasions, I didn't know I wasn't friends with a person anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only probably weird thing I've experienced with, with so-called friends. Because I feel like if you, if you stop, if you don't even have enough, uh, if you don't have enough care to let me know we're not friends anymore, like, 
what have we ever been friends? And you can't even let me, you can't even show me that you mad. You know what I mean? It's just like, hmm. I did some I you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that's just really weird to me. Yeah. But, hey, I don't swear it. I've been blessed to have a lot of good friends, so a lot of, a lot of good friends. I've been blessed in that way. But I'm I'm gonna stop there. You got me chewing on that. <laughs> you got me chewing it. I got you chewing. <laughs> yeah, I'm chewing on that. I'm gonna go to win and then I'll come back and tell you why I'm chewing. Uh, because I'm thinking okay. of how I'm gonna how I'm going to say it. But when <laughs> tell me about your friendships and how they transition uh, into adulthood. Um, my trans. So I mean, I, I've had. I've had, yeah, really a couple of very long-term relationships, but I, I think my friendships have been interesting because we've, because there have been instances where we've grown apart um, through certain challenges and things like that. Like, you know, first of all, there was a point in my college, there was a point in my college um, career where my friendships kind of where I had to separate from from friends, and, you know. So they were separate. There's periods where we separated, then we kind of came back together. And then as an adult, we've had you know those types of we've had those those uh, same types of things, but they evolved more so. With, yeah, they've changed because my demands or my needs in relationships have changed. Mm-hmm. And so if those relationships didn't change then I changed the relationship. I changed, you know, what I would invest or what I would give or, you know, who I was, you know, how I would spend my time. That, that It changed. Yeah. I, and that actually helped me express my feeling point. So thank you for that, bro. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, I agree with that completely. And today I asked a question. Um, I've listened. I said I'd let shit sink due to realizing it it wasn't worth drowning to try and save us. You ever call off a rescue? And, um, Kels, when you, and you commented this on one of the other questions. I don't even think it was this one. It was a different question where you said if I am not, you know, basically what you just said, if you can't tell me we aren't friends anymore, then we weren't ever friends. And I thought about it then, and then when you elaborated on it just now, I thought to myself, huh, because I can think, of probably three friendships that I could probably say I ghosted simply because the energy that it would have taken to try and have that conversation seems futile. And it seems like that would have done more damage to whatever existed after that, whether it was just, hey, we just don't talk anymore, rather than have, trying to have that conversation. Um, and it seemed like that almost would have been counterproductive. From the flip of that, I can see how the other person could probably be like, well, damn, I couldn't even get a, hey, we, I, I'm cool on you. You know what I mean? So I can see how that happens yeah. because that other person may not realize that, that uh, the other friend even felt that that was a, a strain. So it's one of those suck it up and say it, I guess, type things. I can could, I could see that. I think this is more when you find, like, if you find out from somebody else that we're not friends, to me, that means you had a problem. If we just fade to black and nobody even really know what, you know what I mean? If we just stop talking and just fade to black just for distance or whatever happened and it wasn't some, like, 
you know, some big issues that we had thought about, then, okay, I can see, uh, like I said, I can see a friendship just fading to black. But if somebody mm-hmm. comes and tells me that, I heard that you, you know, you're not friends with her or she said y'all fell out or something like that, to me, yeah. it's just like, okay, you had that much energy to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather that. fight, fight it out and then everybody know where everybody stands than to just fade to black and then you know, two or three years later, then I find out that you had a problem, Mark. You know what I mean? It's just, to me, that's just, if you were a true friend, you would have enough emotion to be angry or hurt or whatever, you know, it would be, it would be enough to have a conversation about, at least have a follow down about it, if there was mm-hmm. an issue. And see, so for me, for me, and I agree, Kevin, that there should be an anger, and but I think sometimes, for for me at least, some of the one of the mistakes that I have made in the past before is I was I didn't want to have the confrontation because in my mind I thought that if I just let it go it'll come back and so mm-hmm. I don't want to say something I don't want to say something that's going to possibly sever the relationship permanently and so and, and part of it and part of it what I mm-hmm. had to man up and own is the fact that I just don't I don't love confrontation I don't like confrontation and so mm-hmm. because my natural my natural inclination is to you know try to be a peacemaker and you know even if I'm sometimes if I'm not wrong and you guys have seen me do this sometimes if I'm not wrong I'll take the ownership of being wrong just for the sake of trying to maintain this friendship or try to maintain peace mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. and so I've had to learn. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't afford to 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 do that and continue to um, to take on that. I have to just be like, listen, this is where we are. This is I don't like this. I didn't like that, you know. And again, sometimes it just takes having that confrontation, but it, it's difficult for somebody. And I don't know, you know, because you because you seem. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you are, but you seem to not have. As much your personality seems to it, you don't have as much problem with confrontation. I, I don't. I, that's just what it looks <laughs> like to me. Yeah, it, it does. That's like, very. It does. Woo! It does. Yeah. That mean I live by the wish fact. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In a lot of ways, yeah. I live by the wish factor. <laughs> and you know, it's not. And it's not that I like. It's not that I like confrontation per se. But I've I've realized the older that I got, I don't like to be bamboozled. That's our yeah. stupid, y'all. Most of the mm-hmm. root of my passions come from me not wanting to feel stupid. So mm-hmm. if you're going around here, and I told y'all my friend's story, my childhood friend, mm-hmm. that just stop talking to me over something like dealing with my yeah. wedding that didn't even happen. Like I had no idea you were a you was you were big man. Yeah. About the about. So to me, that's just yeah. I rather fight it out because if you would have brought it out, we probably would have fought it out as I talked for a year, and then end up seeing each other and and, and, and to me be able to start over because everything's on the table or we'll laugh about what we said, but to to stop being somebody's friend and to hold a grudge against them because I hold grudges. So to me, it's levels to this. <laughs> you can't hold a grudge if you, have, you know what I mean? If there was no fight, 
or something like that. If there was nothing done to you specifically, you can't hold a grudge, then just fade the black. But don't fade the black, and then, like I said, you have to hear from somebody else that y'all had a falling out. No, like, no, I didn't yeah. know we weren't friends. It wasn't because I, like, I try to message you on Facebook, and then I'm like, oh. You know, I'm still clueless. You will find out we are no longer friends on Facebook. Straight up. You won't hear from nobody else. I'm not going to discuss it. I'm not going to comment. Listen, I'm I'm to this point where we all grown. And you said something about not wanting to be embarrassed and not wanting to look still bamboozled. If I'm already to a point where I'm questioning if you got me out here looking stupid, or if you have embarrassed me already and I can see it, because me, I, I, it's hard for me to catch shade. Like, I done had mm-hmm. inbox folks, what is this? Like, is she trying to throw? Like, is this what I think it is? You know, so I'm usually the last person to catch it. So if I've caught it mm-hmm. and it's confirmed that you, like, this is what it is, honey, we don't have to discuss mm-hmm. nothing else. We don't have to have no back and forth. I don't need you to lie to me any further than what I've already Thing because my folks who rock with me know the ways that that happens. So if you have gone above and beyond to still make it confirmed <laughs> that this is how you feel, you, honey, we, I will go on about my life. I'm not going to talk about it with nobody. You will find out why when you come to me and we have that face-to-face. The, the world, the streets ain't going to let you know. You're going to have to scroll on up and see that ass friend, but it'll be like, hmm, well, why? But that's what I'm <laughs> and then, it, then it, you'll come out Mm-mm. Yeah, but if if you don't know and you holding a grudge, like if you what if you did think it was shade that it wasn't shade, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't okay, that's what I'm saying. That. I'm gonna confirm that first. I will know. It's, it's one of them things. It's one of the, I don't. I don't know this. It's one of those. I'm not just nixing folks. I'll hold on to you way longer than I should before I'm gonna let you go too fast. So if I've known yeah. both, you show up and find out you're not a friend. Oh, I knew. And it wasn't nothing you're going to be able to tell me six months later now that you have marinated on it and possibly realized how you messed up, that, oh, you know, it's, it's cool. We good. I don't hold no grudges. That's the difference between you and me. I don't hate you. I, I wish you all the well. I will still be, you know, we good. But you won't be back in that circle and allowed to do that to me again. And oh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, after, to me, when you hold, if you hold on to it, if you hold it on to something that wasn't, that wasn't even there, though, now, to me, that's just worse. You just let something fester, and you, and believe me, whoever you talk to or they ask you about that person, it's going to turn into, well, I don't talk to her because she did this, and then she didn't even do it. I mean, I just, to me, I there's, there are relationships that just fade to black. Like, yeah. I, I'm mm-hmm. saying, you yeah, know, I are. had those, we just stopped talking. It wasn't no shame. We don't yeah. have no problem with each other. We just grew apart. It was no, right. probably, we were right. or whatever. But I'm talking about the ones who have a problem with you, and yeah. they in the friendship. I mean, in the friendship, you don't even. That's like to me. Even if you like, say you were in a relationship, and you got a, and you got dear John, but they didn't even leave you the dear Jane letter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghosting friendship to me, if you just ghost and it's just that, and I never hear from you again, it ain't no issue. Fine. But if you ghost me and then a problem comes back to me, that's the issue that I have. Like, that's yeah, retarded. I feel, if you yeah, just I done with me, you don't mess with me no more, it just should have been that. But don't be bad-mouthing me like I did something to you if I did. And see, I, I've never – there, there's, and maybe it's because my circle is, is always, 
like been really, really small. Well, I wouldn't say really small, but I've pretty much had the same friends like since. I mean, of course, pretty, for as long as I can remember, at least since college, and then of course yeah. before college, you know, since high school. So I mean, it's a group that I pretty much grew up with, and so I think because we all are pretty much still around each other. When when the one situation that you all you two got a chance to witness happened, I mean y'all saw how my y'all saw my response to that. So mm-hmm. it was it's very difficult even that you know when stuff like that happens to mm-hmm. say how do I um, how do you really get to the point of knowing what happened? Like how do we yeah. get to that point where we go from mm-hmm. you know that to this and it's like wait what in the world what what happened <laughs> so I think this, right. so I think trying to figure that out and I'm, y'all know I'm trying not to say what I'm trying to say but y'all can fill yeah, in the right. blank so the listener the listening <laughs> audience I can't it's hard, like what is he talking about but there was this, okay there was a scenario that happened and the four the three of us were all present and it just threw us it threw me it, yeah right exactly. Um, so I'm, so we were all present. We were all three of us plus was was present, and we don't know what happened, and we're trying not to. Um, and so you couldn't. I couldn't really figure out what the hell happened. That's the problem. And so in order look, to figure listen. it out, it just took time. Go ahead. I was gonna say, but even to that situation, it was a blow up. We knew some stuff had to build up to that that we didn't know. But at that moment, yeah. we was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it just went down like this. You just said it too. Yeah, we not. I'm not supposed to call you tonight. You know what I mean? Like we not. We know this is about to go down. The relationship is altered. If something is done went wrong, but we knew yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you may have to still figure out why a relationship deteriorated. Because like I, I said too, if, if people say something to you and it be real quick after something that's not even did. To me, they've been holding mm-hmm. on that for a while. So you know, okay, that was their issue because they couldn't wait to throw that in my face. That was their issue. Mm-hmm. To me, mm-hmm. I just appreciate that better because now I know where you stand. But to think you had yeah. resentment resist towards me, I don't know when you decided to not be my friend. You know what I mean? You could have been plotting. Yeah, yeah. Doing stuff behind mm-hmm. my back forever. So that's why I let me see the blow up so I can know if you ain't behind yeah. me, you're against me. Just, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I would rather I would rather know. My thing is I would rather know, but I think part of it is the part of the, the thing that makes it difficult is is when 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 what's changed. Okay, so no, maybe okay, I'm about to ask small questions. So maybe the question <laughs> is is how does he know or when when it's changed or was the change good? Like, really, was the change good? Did this blow-up happen? Was it a good thing? Like, for me, like I said, my expecta- my expectations changed. So I understand now why why things happen. Because I changed. Because I changed, and when I changed, I couldn't expect everybody else to change, too, be- just because I changed. It's where I was. I changed, period. I changed. I changed. What I expected changed, what I wanted changed, what I needed changed, um, who I was changed. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can get that. that I have a, a live 
comment, kind of, and I'm going to pose it as a question. But Tay says, but sometimes people become friends with you and you didn't even know it. So that's a whole nother kind of dynamic that we don't really, we, we kind of dabble in it amongst ourselves, us three. But that's a question that people don't ask a lot of times, like, those people that make themselves your friend, you've got even knowing, like, you're not considering them in that circle, and then they get offended about stuff that you don't even know. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And uh, have y'all been facing that situation where somebody put, placed themselves in your life that wasn't, that you didn't think was that that type of friendship? Yes. Say it again. Have you been put in a situation where a person thought that, your, they were your close friend or something, and you didn't see them the same way. So just yeah. a, a, you know, a person wanting to be your friend, and you, you didn't. Yes. You know, they're not level of friend. It may be an associate. Yep. Yes. I have a saying. Just because we cool don't make us crew. Like, I've said it for, like, a couple years now, after I was in a situation like this. Um, yeah. You know, you can, there's a, there, for me, if you're my friend, like you're in my you're 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 in my will. I'm collaborating with you. Like I can count those people in real life on ten fingers total. You know what I'm saying? But that does not mean that we're not cool. That I'm not gonna rock with you. We can't have good conversations, and I'm not that we don't even have the potential to become crew. But I think a few conversations and liked comments and whatnot does not make a bestie situation. <laughs> and I think social media has rushed that along quite a bit mm-hmm. and really value deep connections and the sharing of energy and, and building a friendship. No, you're not really going to just pass out that that's my bestie or sis. If you see me calling somebody sis, yeah. you pretty much, we have prayed together, we may have cried together, we have made money together, yeah. we have you know, we have built something together. And the same thing with bro. Like, it's something to that, you know, for people yeah. who value that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, but is it, you know, what kind of strategy do you have? Do you ghost those people too, King, you friend ghoster? Did you? <laughs> no, no. Shut up, girl. <laughs> Not a friend. Do you ghost the ones who <laughs> Um, it's not necessarily a ghost, I think. But you know, I'm good for that whole. I'll talk to you and, and share with you, and we can have deep, deep conversations, and that can give people a connection. And sometimes yeah. I've had to stop sharing so much or pouring so much so often into someone so that it gives them a chance to remember they know other people. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I'm not ever trying to be rude or like you know I don't really like you like that, right? Like I don't. I'm not gonna come at anybody like that. Like, go on, that ain't how I rock. Yeah, I have. To, I, I have a. I, yeah, I have. I have a huge, um, or have in times past, a huge um, issue. I say issue problem with boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in the sense that, um, yeah. I, because I, because to me everybody because. You know, I want to be friends and love on everybody and hug on everybody. And in my mind, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't make you my best friend. But yeah, people, right. yeah. You know, but it's like, wait, we had a, we had a, we had a deep conference. But that, that, yeah, no, that's not at all. <laughs> that's not at all what, what, what type of relationship we have. 
but to them, we best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially in rounds, in this space, and being on social media like this and having to be so in the face. Kel, did you agree with that? Well, yeah, well, and I was just going to say that uh, this game with both of y'all about the social media and then about wanting to be everybody's friend. I think, mm-hmm. and I have to watch myself with this because I even joke about it that I try to be, you know, I'm real cool with everybody, with most people. I ain't going to say everybody. So I can be cool with people who don't like each other or different cliques usually. Yeah. Um, because I just, I'm just cool for myself. I'm like, I'm going to have a good time. I don't like drama. I feel very uncomfortable when it's around me, and I know how it affects me because I have a I have an oracular imagination. So as fun as I can be, if the line is crossed, I can be just that evil or just that angry or just that emotional. I mean, so I can't let people pull me into that sometimes. So sometimes I just have to, you know, think about <laughs> my head space and if I want to deal with all that and, and that part I usually try to categorize those friendships by how comfortable I am. If I'm not comfortable enough to walk around you and my dog I'm probably not fifty. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> if you ain't be my dog, I'm not your bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my new rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
No, no you are man. good with me. <laughs> what up, Scoop Nation? <laughs> hey, squad. Holly doing? Kelly Kells, Win and Win, Q and Q. What up, what up, I love you. What's up? So, uh, yeah. Q is right. Get your pens and your paper ready. You know a list coming on, okay? I am Mrs. List. Win is Mr. List, all right? So, um, yeah, you got a list going on, okay? Friends, mm-hmm. how many of us have them? Friends, hey, <laughs> I want to What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Sister Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered, encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach and counselor as well. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Let's get into this, shall we? Yes. Great conversation about the friendship, you guys. I was listening. I was listening. Very good. Okay, so F. Okay, you know, we got an acronym. I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for an acronym, okay? F, let's jump right into it. Your friends, yes, this is the, as Q um, was speaking about, a, a portion, if you will, of the anatomy of what I believe a friend should be and identify themselves as. Of course, this is not a comprehensive list, people, but I think that it will give you a great foundation in order for you to um, assess um, the friends, if you are a friend and if you have true friends in your life, okay? And they look like this. F is for forgiving, forgiving of past, present, or future harm because they're mature enough to accept that pain is inevitable to the human experience, but suffering is optional, okay? That is not my quote. That comes from my pastor, but I'm borrowing it today, okay? It is awesome, all right? Forgiving of past, present, or future harm because they're mature enough to accept that pain is inevitable to the human experience, and it is, but suffering is optional. That's where the perception comes in, right? That's how you read into it. That's how what you take the information, what you do with it when it comes your way. In other words, I'm saying that we all need to get over ourselves or get over yourself in an instance if you're stuck in that place because to err is human, as it were, but to forgive is divine. Isn't that what the um, adage says? Yes. Okay, and it's so true. Now, listen here. The caveat is that I'm not condoning abuse, okay? So please let's make that perfectly clear. (laughs) I'm not condoning abuse, but the acceptance that someone who loves and cares for you may still harm you, whether knowingly or unintentionally, all right? And that's just something that, you know, that's a a big horse pill we just have to swallow. I know we don't like it. I know we don't want it. But it's just the reality of what it is, all right, Um, because we're all distinct and different in our own way. So F is for forgiving. R is for the respect or to respect the reality that there will be seasons of the friendship where you may be closer, quote, unquote, emotionally or even physically than other times. But nevertheless, you are secure enough in connection to not allow those realities to weaken your friendship. Listen, when you have a real friend, okay, it's not just a, you know, they they don't, they're 
friendship or best friendship to you is not limited to the local area, right, that you'll be able to, you know, be there. If you have a firm foundation built, right, so if they um, end up moving, which um, I have a great example, my very best friend of 12 years, they moved to uh, Oklahoma about three years ago. And honestly, you guys, I might speak to her now maybe once a quarter, if that. Mm -hmm. But our foundation is sure and for a lifetime, hear me clear, and no one will replace her. As a matter of fact, all of my best um, female um, friends live out of state. Like I have like three of them. They all live out of state. It wasn't intentional. Some moved from Chicago, moved to another state. But guess what? I hence the word best friend. They are my best friends, right? And so it's not limited to a local area. And we have the capacity right, to be able to um, keep our foundation sure, and it's, our friendship isn't weakened because I'm not able to pop over their crib or them pop over to me or uh, have our lunches or things of that nature. It's okay. Of course, do we miss it? Absolutely, right? Do I wish that, you know, um, that could just happen? Absolutely. But nevertheless, we still do our part to make sure that we keep the friendship intact. So that's when you know you have a true friend. Right. Um, I is for identify. Identify who you are distinctive from your friends because true friendship is not centered around you. Um, no, I'm sorry. True friendship is not centered around you all being clones of each other. All right. That's not a friend, you guys. True friendship is not centered around you all being clones of each other or always in agreement with each other because true friends are able to disagree or even argue at times, but they know that they will still have a future. Right? Hello. Come on. They don't, you know, throw a tantrum and, and cut cut you, you know, off the wheel and cut you off the lifeline because you have a simple disagreement that is not, you know, a true friend uh, from the beginning, right? Nevertheless, um, even if you disagree or have arguments, you know, from time to time, that's okay. But as far as a friendship goes as well, a bonus for this identify is to believe, um, I believe that your core value should be similar, um, at least for alignment purposes, Okay, so not the same, right, but as far as core values go in the direction that you're going in life, I believe that that similarity is key in order to see that you're properly aligned for your future. All right, I hope you captured that. Mm-hmm. All right, E is for evaluate. You need to evaluate the ultimate purpose of the friendship. Hello, what? Got a purpose for a friendship? You got it. (laughs) Okay. And how about if it was meant for temporary or eternal connection? Now, this is where a lot of people lose it, right, because they will have a friend, be excited about their friend, be Google Gaga over their friend, and then they believe that their friend is supposed to be there to the end. Right, like the end of life, like they're they're going to be around like eternally, not necessarily. Okay, I believe that at time I've gauged, I've been able to gauge because you know I'm very intuitive, so kind of gauge you know um, the the fabric of a friendship that I have and one that is meant for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. I think you guys were posting that earlier, right? Something mm-hmm. something to that extent. And you kind of know. If you know yourself well enough and, and more than likely, you know, you can kind of figure mm, more times, more than likely, I can foresee me growing old with this friend, 
right? I can foresee them being in my life right until death, right? So that's the worst part kind of friendship, right? And then there are other friends where you're like, you know, I could see me walking with this friend maybe for a season, but there may come a point in time where we might have to part ways, right? And so this is the importance of knowing and, and, and assessing if a friendship is meant for a temporary or a, an eternal connection. So, yes, I am giving you permission to excuse um, yourself um, either in distance, okay, or altogether from a connection you once called friend. And that's so important that you hear that because many people are challenged with giving them per- themselves permission to exit stage left. Yes. Okay, so you will have to be okay with knowing where your exit point comes up, whether for themselves, okay, whether for them or for you. But you have to be able to track along the way and evaluate it. Yes, friendship is perfect for assessment. Yes, you should be evaluating it and assessing it along the way. Okay, very, very important. So don't be random, okay? You know, we don't like that. And is for never intentionally, this is one of my favorites, you guys, never intentionally seek to cause harm or ill will to this individual. A friend will never intentionally seek to cause harm or ill will to this individual whom they call friend. Therefore, they're not inspired by selfishness, but they truly have their best interests in mind, even when it doesn't favor you. Hmm. I want you to settle that in, okay, for a second. <laughs> this is this is a hard part, okay? Because we know humans are inherently selfish. We are. Um, so you need to now practice selflessness coming in the door with a true friend, knowing that, you know, even if something doesn't favor you on the other side, you want what's best for them and therefore you're not going to stop them, block them, hinder them, um, you know, suffocate them, whatever, cause harm or ill will to them in any way. If you don't have that present in what you're calling a friendship from either party, let the fire starter tell you that is not a friend. That is a taker, and you need to cut it immediately. I will say it again. If you don't have an individual that is not intentionally not seeking to cause you harm or ill will, that and that's not present from either party, it's not a friend. It's a taker, and you need to cut it. A true friend will always have pure intent and preservation of the other person in mind without excluding the health of themselves. That was waiting, y'all. You better get that. A true friend will always have pure intent and preservation of the other in mind without excluding health of self. What does that mean? I'm not going to not consider myself, but I'm also going to defer and prefer another. you got to be real grown to be able to balance those two worlds. Okay, that's really hard to do for many people. All right, it's like either one or the other for them. They don't know how to preserve another and then preserve themselves at the same time. That's what I'm talking about. All right, but you're going to have to do that if you call yourself having and being a true friend. D is demonstrate. A true friend demonstrates mutual, all caps, mutual (laughs) reciprocation within friendship. And therefore, no party feels imbalanced or that they're in a one-sided union. 
which is not really a union at all, is it? <laughs> Again, okay. This, this true friend demonstrates mutual reciprocation within friendship, and therefore no party feels imbalanced or that they're in a one-sided union. Again, that is not a friend to you, my precious one. That may be a client, that may be a charitable endeavor to you, but it's not a friend, okay? Because a synonym for friendship is alliance. And an alliance is an agreement between two or more parties. So both parties need to be able to uphold the agreement for it to be intact. Yes. S is for stability. Stability and sustainability are what true friends are going to come with that can survive the storms and changes that come along with life, and they have the capacity, as I mentioned earlier, required to hold space for another person as well as themselves, a, a phrase that counselors use a lot, to hold space for another person as well as themselves, which the whole premise of friendship was built around particularly for a lifelong or a long-term friend. You need stability and sustainability, for uh, particularly for those lifelong and long-term friends, right? You need to when they're going through challenges and changes and storms of life. If this is a friend that you want to, you know, be to the end, hidey ho, right, Chucky? Okay, so <laughs> those are the principles, you guys, for what uh, a true friend should come with. I leave you with the scripture in Proverbs eighteen twenty four that states, "A man of too many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother." So even if you're popular and you know lots of people, I want you to be rightfully particular of who you choose and call a friend because it should not be everybody. All right. Mm. Questions, comments, and concerns, people. Mm. Good. Good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love actually the S um, at the mm. end, the final. The, the stability. Put yourself in the space for someone else. Like, yeah. from a genuine place, that's everything. To to be that yeah. for someone and to have that reciprocated feels like life. You know what I'm saying? It does. So I, I Absolutely. That's a good word. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Vo. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Any, any questions on the line? Oh, listen, I want... Can this go down in the books, okay? Because first of all, in the yeah, time, we better be getting definitely. it, okay? And and I better be getting some brownie points. I, I want some cookies. I want <laughs> some ice cream with sprinkles. I want everything. Okay, I'm just letting you know. I'll I, 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 I finish in sufficient time, and I need a Christmas gift in October. That's all I'm saying. Okay, y'all, if there are no other questions, comments, or concerns, this has been your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. You've just been a part of Passion Talk, where we've just given you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Until next time, I love you guys. I want you to stay in purpose, stay in power, stay in passion, and stay on fire. You know, you can hit me up at firestarterpassion at gmail.com for any further um, questions or comments. Love you guys. I'm out of here. Peace. And, Come on. And, 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 and. Oh, and. Oh, oh, I'm not out of here. Wendy, look. Come on now. You're not doing my clothes. 
for those who, you are done. For those who don't know, um, I have we have an official announcement, so we're gonna go ahead and officially announce this. But the fire starter, the fire starter will be speaking at the Level Up Conference next year.
the um, editor-in-chief of Thubo Exposure, so now joining us on Facebook Live, and we'll, uh, we got some, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about the magazine, we'll talk about business, we'll talk about this is the third anniversary of Nouveau Exposure, so we're going to talk about that. Um, so tune in at 7 o'clock for Thursday night for that. Um, also, again, make sure you go to the Level Up Conference website and register. We're going to have a phenomenal conference. I mean, from the panel discussion is going to be awesome. Um, the networking event that we're going to be having that, that's going to be there is going to be awesome. We're going to have a formal a formal gala. That's going to be awesome. Like the whole two days, two and a half days is going to just be really good. Um, so, um, as you guys again, if you haven't if you haven't liked the event on the Global Drive page, please do that so you can keep up. But definitely go to the website and register. Again, just put down your um, put down your deposit to hold your hold the amount to hold your seat and then you can pay the balance over the next three months three months four months three months so it gives you time it gives you the the ability to not if you don't want to pay you can't pay the whole thing um, at one time plus you'll have access to all of our vendors so, so it's, it's about to be off the hook so do that today um, and then last but definitely not least if you are an indie artist no I got two more things if you're independent artist Send us your music, uh, your radio edited version, globaldriveradio at gmail.com, because we definitely want uh, to support your music. And then last but definitely not least, this is the last thing. We've started our Thanksgiving feed. So for those who don't know, um, last year we started something where in each of the cities that we have um, quite a few people, we try to feed at least one family in each of those cities. So um, Chicago, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Dallas, Texas, Houston. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We try to we last year we fed one family in each of those cities. So we're doing it again, but we want to try to feed it more than one family. Um, so we are taking donations. Donations are starting to come in. So just simply, you can PayPal us your donation of any kind, um, of any amount, to globaldriveradio at gmail dot com on PayPal, and then tell us the city that you want it to go to. All of your money, minus the part that that PayPal takes, every dime that you give goes to feed the family. So, again, just send us, you can PayPal us, or if you just want to give food, let us know, um, and we can, I'll hook, we can hook you up with the appropriate person in that city so that you can get with that person so they can deliver the food. But we want to be, we want to help people. Uh, we want to give back, and this is one of the ways that we do. So, yep, whether it's $5, whether it's Five million dollars, please, please consider giving. So that's all I have tonight. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Um, I hope that um, that again this conversation was really good and kicked off some great thinking. And as always, because I believe friendship is the basis of a good relationship. But if you develop good friendship, I think that what we can do, we can, we will see our other relationships are um, become better. Have a good week. Love y'all. Be blessed. You don't even want love Then tell me why you're here, love If you could just give it I should just stand it Why are you standing here? First you say you're with me And then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't want to cry tears Would you believe 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.